want to focus on you guys, um, men and women alike. Um, election day is coming up and it's a big day and it's a very important day. And I want to talk about how, you know, I, I, I've already mentioned that I'm a, that I am a, 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 a person who is going to be voting for Donald Trump. I have no problem saying that. And, but what I want to talk about, what's most important, it's not the candidate, it's the Bible. John Hagee has, you know, he has some articles and he has a, I think he has a book out, It's and it's about voting the Bible. And it's very, very crucial. I, I think every Christian should read it. Um, I've actually met John Hagee. I was, uh, I was, um, shoot, it was like 2013. I think it was like 2013, I want to say. So I was like, I was like 14 years old. Um, but anyway, that's not the point. But I want to talk about an article that came up from the Daily Wire. Jill Biden uh, has been ripped apart for, for her Vote for Science tweet. Dr. Jill Biden, wife of Democratic presidential nominee and former VP Joe Biden, posted a tweet Tuesday imploring Americans to vote for science. A confusing ask, considering Mr. Biden's anti-science positions surrounding gender and the unborn for starters. The internet noticed the disconnect and pummeled Miss Biden with questions pertaining to science and the Democrats and her husband's platform. Uh, Emily Zanotti, who's with the Daily Wire. By the way, congratulations to the Daily Wire for uh, moving to Nashville and leaving California. Congratulations. Um, Emily Zanotti said, cool, what is your definition of when life begins? Interesting question. Uh, another one says, so when does life begin? Another one says, are pre-born children living? Uh, Allie Beth Stuckey said, embryology and biology or question mark. Another one said, can a man be a woman? Ben Shapiro said, can men be women? Another one said, how many genders are there? You know, that's mostly what I want to talk about today. There's a lot of issues, but I mostly want to talk about... um, I want to talk about abortion and transgenderism and voting on these matters. Um, There's a verse in Ecclesiastes 12. And I don't, I don't have the exact words in front of me, but you know, it it goes along the lines of, um, God will bring every work into judgment, um, with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. In Matthew 12, um, Jesus is talking to me, says, uh, every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. Wow. That's pretty heavy. Voting is a secret thing. You have to answer who you vote for. See, politicians will always, they, they talk about a lot. They say, oh, you know, when your children, your, your grandchildren ask you, you know, what did you do? Those are important questions. But an even more important question. What? When you stand before God, we all have to do it. 
Every single person must do it. There's no exemption list. And he's going to ask you, what did you do? Who did you vote for? And why? And you you have to give an explanation. These are very these are very very important things. It's a secret thing, but you must vote the Bible. This liberal agenda is outrageous. Am I being biased here? Well, okay. First of all, yeah, I'm a Republican and I'm a I'm a conservative, but I'm just saying. Put that aside. If you if you read the Bible, if you read the Bible, let's just let's just talk about let's just talk about let's just talk about transgenderism real quick. So in Genesis, I want to say five. I think it's Genesis five. It's either it's either late part of Genesis four, Genesis five. Um. It says that uh, male and female, uh, God created them and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day and when they were created. So what is that talking about? I always thought that you, I always thought that used to be interesting when I was younger. I was like, I was like, why did he, why did he have to say that he made them male and female? I mean, we already know that. But God, I believe God deliberately put that in there for this for this time. He put those words in there for this time. I made. Man, I made male and female. I made man and woman. That's amazing. I used to think I was like, I was like, Lord, that's just so weird. I mean, that's so obvious. You don't need to share that with anybody. Genesis one twenty seven. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He him. Male and female created He them. Folks, what did that tell you about transgenderism? It goes, it goes against God's word. It's not a thing. Now, I'm not saying that these people don't have feelings or thoughts. But if you are, if you are a man, you're a man. If you're a girl, you're a girl. There is no, well, I feel like a girl. So I must be a girl. No, you're not. Well, I feel like a guy. Well, I guess I'm, I must be a guy. No, you're not. That's not what God made you. I've already, I've, you know, I've already discussed, we already know the science behind this stuff. We already know that it's not true. We already know that gender is binary. We know that. But I wanted, I want to just focus on what the Bible says. This is, this is very important stuff. Joe Biden is, you know, he's fully okay with, you know, he says, you know, men can be women, women can be men, which goes against the Bible. It goes against science. Just making this quick point, you know, the left is always talking about, oh, the right is the party of anti-science. Are we really, though? We aren't. We don't support the killing of children. We don't support the killing of babies. We don't say, "Oh, you know, a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man." We don't say that. 
let's just jump over to abortion real quick. You know, this is this is just abs- this is absolutely you know this is this is amazing to me. So there are, I would say, probably, gosh, let me summarize in my head real quick. There's probably. In, in the way I see it, there are like probably five, sort of like five Christian principles, in my opinion, that um, that abortion violates. Okay. Um. Let's see if I could, if I could do if I could put the first point into words, I would probably say that um, it's that God. God is in control, you are not. God is in charge, you are not. Um, many abortionists and many parents, uh, many people who support um, abortion will say, oh, you know, you know, well, uh, it's, it's, you know, the child is a child when the mother says so. That is not your call. That's not your call. Jesus is the giver of life. In the in Nehemiah nine, you know, we we see that that God is God and He's God all by Himself. He doesn't need your opinion. He doesn't need my opinion. The mother does not have the right to determine personhood. That that they they don't have they don't have the power they don't have the ability to call life and death they just don't uh, let's see uh, another point that I would say is probably I would say I would say abortion it it the Bible often the Bible in many places, it talks about personal responsibility. That's a biblical principle, personal responsibility. And abortion violates that principle. Um, so there's a verse, I can't, I can't think of where it is. It's in, it's from, it's in one of the major prophets. It's by one of the major prophets. Um, it says something, it says something like, uh, uh, the son, the son shall not die for the sins of the father, which means, uh, you can't punish someone to suffer for someone else's sins. You can't do that. What abortion is, abortion, mo- 90, I think it's like 96% of abortions, it's not for medical reasons. It's not because of rape. It's because of regretful PNV. A guy and a girl have sex, uh-oh. Or we don't, well, we didn't feel like using a condom. Maybe we thought we'd get lucky. Or we used the condom and the condom broke. Or they were on birth control and hey, didn't work. It's regretful P and V. So abortion comes into play when we talk about, oh, you know, you know, well, we just, we made a mistake. You know, we can fix this. It's abortion is it's it's to it's to cover up the mistake of the father and the mother. Now let me say this. Let me say this. 
I'm not saying that the child is a mistake. I'm not saying the child is a mistake. Because God doesn't, God does not make mistakes. That's, that's not what I'm saying, okay? I'm not saying the child is a mistake. I'm saying, I'm saying the mother and the father did not plan for that to happen. So they're trying to cover their mistake. This is, this is absolutely, this is absolutely ridiculous. So the, so what an abortionist will do is they, they pretty much, they say, you know what? You know, we can, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, let me help you guys out. Let me just, let me just, you know, let me just break up the body. Let me pull out the arm. Let me pull out the leg. Let me pull out the ear. And by the way, this, this is, I'm not exaggerating this. This is what happens. This is what happens. This is, you know, let me, let me say this about abortion real quick. Conception, the reason life starts to, starts to conception is because that is when, uh, that is when, that's when, that's when life starts. It's just a stage of life. It's just, it's just like when you're outside the body. It's a, it's the same thing except you're on the outside of the body. You have infant, you have toddler, you have preteen, you have teen, you have adult. Then you have geriatric. It, it's, a, it's a stage of life. I've said this before. Sperm by itself is not life. Eggs by themselves are not life. If you take a bucket of man's sperm and set it somewhere, that's going to be one disgusting bucket. But it's not, it's not life. If you take, you know, woman's eggs and fill it in a bucket, you know, fill a bucket with them, it's not life. Once, once the sperm fertilizes the egg, life begins right there because it's a stage of life. The process of life has now begun. It's not, okay, well, this is growing, this is growing, this is growing. That, 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 that's just how it is. That's just, that's simply how it is. Okay, um... So that that's that part, okay. Um, another point. Another point that I that I would say is like, okay, we all know the golden rule. Even even atheists know the golden golden rule. And pretty much, it's you know, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do unto people that you would that you would like them to do to you. Pro choice. And by the way, by the way, Jesus says that. That's that's in I want to say, I want to say Matthew seven. I want to say, um, pro-choice is um, it's utilitarian individualism, and what in an, in a nutshell, it's saying, okay, I only care about myself. It's just me, myself, and I. That's all. That's all that really matters. This go, this goes against the golden rule. When Jesus was when Jesus was talking about this, when he was talking about the golden rule, uh, he was saying that this this is what Christians should be doing. 
Um, you know, it's 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 just so interesting, man. Abortion violates it violates the golden rule because because the the God-given rights and interests of someone else are being squashed because of because of yours. You're choosing to kill because it's convenient for you. You know, I love another side note, man. You know, on this topic, this topic of abortion, I find it so fascinating. And you know, it, it it's so interesting because at the at the very end of the day, at the end of the day, you're killing a baby. That's what a, that's what abortion is. We can have these philosophical arguments, all these things, you know, all all that. At the end of the day. At the end of the day, you're killing a baby. That's what you're doing. It's that simple. If I walked up, let's say, let's say I was just walking merrily down the street, and let's say there was a there was a a mom with a with a with a little stroller, and um, I'm about to pass. I'm about to pass her, and I pull out a gun and I just shoot the child right in the head and go along my merry way that would be all over the national news i would be seen i was i i would be seen as an as an absolute monster i'd be considered a monster of this of the of the of the year for doing something that stupid and that ridiculous and that crazy it's evil but we 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 look at abortion as like oh well you know it's the woman's choice you're killing a baby. That's what you're doing. You're choosing to kill a baby. And I, I don't I don't even know how you, I don't even know how you can be okay with that. I don't even know I don't even know how you could sleep at night after that. Um my la- I would say my last point um this this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Um uh in uh, 1 Kings 3, um, King Solomon is having, a, he's in a little bit of a situation. He has to give some counsel. There are two women and there's one child. And they come they come before him and uh, woman A says, Oh, King, you know, uh, you know, this is my child and, you know, we, we live together. And uh, woman B uh, she killed her child accidentally in the night by rolling over onto it and suffocating him. Woman B has the same story, but, you know, woman A is the one who killed her baby. And so King Solomon just kind of sits there and he, he just looks at him and says, hmm, all right. He looks to one of his, uh, he looks at the captain of the garden and says, uh, bring me a sword. And, uh, everyone, everyone's just looking at him like, what the hell is he about to do? And so he says, we're going to cut the baby in half. And woman A says, woman A says, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, you know what? Let's just do that. And woman, woman B says, no, 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 no. Okay, just give her the child. Just give it to her. Please, please just give her the child. Please don't, please don't kill it. And with the wisdom that God gave to King Solomon, he said, woman B is the mother. Well, how did he know that? Because he could see the mother's love for the child. She was willing to give up a child just so I, he saw that woman B was willing to sacrifice 
her ability to raise the child just so the child could live. She's like, mm, that's, you know, that's my baby, but I, I, I would rather see, I would rather see my child live away from me and be raised by another woman than to see, to, than to see my child killed right here. That, that was love. She was, she was willing to sacrifice the joys of motherhood just so her baby could live. That story is, that story slaps abortion in the face. As I said earlier, abortion takes the life of another for someone else's convenience. It's just, it's just, it's just really, really amazing to me. Greater love has no man than this, that he should lay down his life for his friends. Uh, that's, you know, that's John 15. Um, first Corinthians, I think it's first Corinthians 13. Yeah, it is first Corinthians 13 because that's the, that's the chapter about love. And, um, it pretty much says that, uh, you know, the greatest gift that God has is love. Look at John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. He loved us so much that he gave up his son. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Abortion is just, it's intolerable. Because it takes the life of an innocent human. On top of that, it's for personal gain. It's saying, ooh, I made a mistake. You know what? Let me just, uh, shoot. Gosh, uh, well, we can, we can erase this. And so they go down to Planned Parenthood and get a free abortion. It's evil. It's absolutely evil. And it goes against the Bible. Joe Biden is okay with abortion. He's okay. He's okay with abortion of, of, of any, of any kind. That's what we have to look at. That's what we have to look at. And go, let me say this. Go read it for yourself. Go read it for yourself. You know, go read, go read Ecclesiastes 12 for yourself. You're going to get to verse 14. I'm pretty sure it's, fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's verse 14. It says, for God shall bring every single one of your works into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. He's going to look at you and he's going to say, what did you do on election day? Who did he, he knows the answer. He wants to see your response and he wants to see, will you tell the truth? And he, and he wants to hear your reasoning. You will have to answer for who you vote for. Every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. That's Matthew 12. This is, this is, there, there are many, there are many scriptures in the Bible. Um, I want to say, I want to say it's, I want to say it's John 5. Um, I think it's, I think it's John 5. Uh, and shall come forth, uh, I have, I have, 
this this is it's not this is not verbatim. Um, um, those that have done good, um, they will have the resurrection of life, and those that have done evil, they will receive damnation. Your vote matters. It does. You'll even have to answer for not voting. Every single thing that we do, we'll have to answer for. You may never have to tell a soul who you vote for, but you're going to have to. You're going to meet your maker. You, it's going to happen. I promise you, it's going to happen. You're going to meet him, and you're going to be looking up at him in all his majesty and in 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 his greatness, and he's going to be looking down at you, and he's going to know. He's going to want to know what you did and why you did it. Just remember that just as and again, it's not just Christians that are going to be that are going to be judged. Every single person is going to be judged. Now, again, there's different types of judgments, but the point is there is judgment. But we. We must. Man, I mean. I want to say. I'm probably going to close with this. I think it's... I know it's in Proverbs. I want to say... I want to say Proverbs... I want to say Proverbs 29. It says... Uh, uh, when the righteous... When the righteous are in power, when the righteous are in authority, um, people rejoice. And But when the wicked man is in charge, when the wicked man is in authority... The people groan. By the way, we've seen this in history. When 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 there are, when there are kings who follow when there are kings who follow God when there are when there are uh, political leaders who follow God and honor God, that country is blessed. When wickedness happens, and and the the. Uh, the people, uh, the people in charge are wicked. That nation, that nation is is cursed. The people, the people are angry. This is this is really. Th- this this is so crucial, man. Voting voting is not a small matter. It's not a small matter. What does the Bible say? And you can you can you can honestly forget the points that I made about abortion. Just look just forget yeah, forget my points. Forget my points. Just go just go to what let's see, what are those things called again? What are those things called? Uh let me find them. Gosh, what are those things called? That's right, the Ten Commandments. Exodus twenty. Let's see, where is it? Where is it? Let's see. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt not, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Uh, next one, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. No, that's not it. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, 
visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children of the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. By the way, just 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 a side note on that one. When when you see these BLM protests and they're demanding that people bend the knee and bow and 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 kneel, that's evil. That goes against the Ten Commandments. That's they're trying to they're, they're trying to play God. Okay. Um, six and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Seven, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless. Let take it his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days thou shalt honor, thou shalt labor, and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor thy manservant, nor your maidservant, nor your cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it, uh, which means he made it holy. Honor thy father and thy mother, that the days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Here it is, verse 13 of Exodus 20. Thou shall not kill. Well, that seems pretty cut and dry. Vote the Bible, folks. You're going to have to answer for who you vote for.